What's going on? The Grave Consequences Podcast. This is your boy Shane Swerve Strickland, but secretly, some people might refer to me as Killshot from Lucha Underground. I don't know if it's true or not, but I'm doing a nice little drop for you guys. Thank you guys for supporting the Swerve brand. And I hear that y'all doing a Lucha Underground review on the Social Suplex Network. Man, y'all might have just stumbled upon the best match in Lucha Underground history, in my opinion. You know, Killshot versus Dante Fox. We made history that night. And to this day, I don't think anybody has been able to top what we did in that match in any other promotion across the industry. That match still, still holds a great place in my heart. And, of course, Fox would definitely agree with me. So... Thank you guys for reviewing a wonderful, wonderful, amazing, one of the top five matches of my entire wrestling career. Hope you guys enjoy it. This is a drop. Shout out to Grave Consequences Podcast. Enjoy the show and be confident in everything you do. And thank you. Thank you for supporting whose house? Swerve's house. Hey there, folks, and welcome back to the Grave Consequences Podcast. Of course, my name is Caleb Baldwin. You can follow me on Twitter at I am Caleb B. That's I am Caleb and then another B. Follow my friend, co-host, and producer Greg at X Maserati. Follow the show at GC underscore cast. And as always, check me out every Wednesday night right after AEW Dynamite on Eddie and Caleb's HeroCast. And that is, you know, of course, a hero-based, hero-movie-based podcast at this point. Um, let's see. When is this episode releasing, Greg? Two weeks. Two weeks from now? Yeah. Oh, boy. Uh, in that case, let's see here. What movie is going to come out that week? Looks like... Either X-Men First Class or The Green Lantern. One movie is much better than the other. <laughs> I was um, going to say, one, is, one of them is good. Yes, yes, absolutely. But either way, enough about all of that. Us also, guys, check out everything here on the Social Suplex Podcast Network. If you are an Apple user, please rate, review, and follow. Five stars is much appreciated. And Greg, this is maybe the most infamous episode of lucha underground yeah for and, and for like if this were political it'd be despised by both sides yes like this Absolutely. is uh it's it's not a good episode before mm-hmm. we get into it I'm, i might actually want to join that first class episode when you guys do it we already recorded the episode son of a bitch all right that's fine <laughs> i will uh i will tell you what we have coming up after we record this and uh, we can figure something out okay brother well, I can bury the next one because it's actually the next one that I want to. But I'd have to watch it again. We'll talk. We'll talk. <laughs> we also already recorded Green Lantern. But... Oh, that's fine. I was talking about the next X-Men movie because it's I hate it, even though other people like it. And oh, you like Days of Future Past? Mm-mm. Oh, OK. No. Well, well, let me ask. What do you like better, Days of Future Past or Pentagon Assaulting Women? I can watch days of future past again it's just uh, my it would be uh critiques of someone that was an x-men kid growing up yeah and and i and i don't like um brian singer i think he's he's definitely he's way worse than um snyder like he, yeah. he singer has no redeeming qualities as a director <clears throat> and he's also a boy toucher and he's a pedophile that's true yeah exactly 
Exactly. So season three, episode 13, I can't even remember the working title of the episode, but the title I want to name this Pentagauntlet. What did I, did I give an, I gave a name for the second one. You did. Um, you did. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I mean, we could say what I joked about earlier, but that might be too wordy and it may be too graphic, but yeah, uh, it, it's, it's Vampiro's favorite episode probably. And that means it's no one else's favorite. Man, I probably just misspelled gauntlet. We'll fix it in post. <laughs> I did. I'm freaking stupid. Be sure that looks right. It no, I uh the A needs to go before the U. I always get that. Guardian and gauntlet. I always there get we backwards. Go. There we go. Either way. Uh, Pentagon's gonna beat up women here, but 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 before we get to that, we start off the show with uh, Pentagon Dark walking the bowels of the temple, and he runs into Vampiro, and they have a little face-off, and there's still some unfinished business there. Oh boy! Yeah, it's um, I mean that's just the beginning of of like if you're dating, that would be a red flag. Vampiro being becoming part of the story. Yes. Um. Because it's never a good indication that it's going to be anything but uh, some a wet dream fantasy for him. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I should have known the last woman I tried to court uh, was going to be a red flag when she kept talking about Krav Maga. But, you know, <laughs> couldn't help it. Couldn't help it. Uh, El Conjunto Nuevo Hola plays us in, and that is a mouthful. Mm. That's what she said. Absolutely. Hey, oh, Vampiro is staring a hole through the camera when Matt's doing the intro. And Matt's like, how you doing, Vampiro? And he has just nothing to add. And this is this is cringe. Because this is clearly Vampiro trying to be dark and menacing and intimidating. And it's like, bro, you're a 40 some odd, maybe 50 some odd overweight juggalo. It's cringe for that, too. It's very valid. But it's also cringe because he's like one of those like you you're in high school and some kid comes in and he's he's normally talkative and he's like usually goth uh goth and he's just being quiet and you're like hey what's up and he's like i don't want to talk about it and then but then there's they purposely make their silence and their space loud yes so they can get more attention and then be yeah. like i don't want to talk about it something happened i don't want to talk about it and it's just <laughs> insufferable like matt Stryker, i don't know if matt striker knew that was going to happen but he he does it a few times where he goes to vamp and vampiro's not giving him anything back he never does give him anything back of value even when he does start talking yeah exactly yeah this is like the vampiro was definitely not yes ending episode no no he was not he wasn't even no he was like just eh, whatever Either way, uh, Pentagon comes out for his first match of four. And the crowd still loves him, of course. And they're doing the Cerro Miedo. And Matt Stryker basically tries to mansplain and be like, well, actually, the fans are doing that to mock him. I didn't get that either. Like, are they like. I didn't I didn't understand where that was coming from either, because, no, they're not really weird. They're clearly not like they clearly love Pentagon. Um, do you think maybe the writers for this story were expecting the fans to turn? Because, I mean, they did kind of a lot to kind of make people turn. P- Pentagon was over. He was their dark ace, and they kind yeah. of have been shitting on him. Like, yeah. I don't know. I mean, they've been working on, you know, that for basically a full season now. 
Basically, since he back broken by uh, Matanza. Damn it, and it. I don't know. This is it, that wasn't good either. But uh, yeah. you, you thought they were going to get redemption. This is just. I don't know. Uh, this they, they, it was a product of its time where a lot of bookers were still heavily influenced, and this isn't even a WWE problem, but yeah. they were just trying to do WWE stuff yes. that would have worked in the WWE, mm-hmm. but they did it poorly, and they didn't have the the loyal fan base for it. And they didn't. I mean, this is still a new company. Yes, don't uh, we've we've railed on this before, but let Lucha Underground be a lesson. Don't try to do WWE because you were not WWE. Try to do your own thing. No, they were they were trying to do some old like uh, Vampiro, like Mankind Boiler Room stuff that does work for the underdog. But ben- Pentagon is already underdog enough. You didn't really need to keep. You, you got to eventually have a payoff, and a lot of bookers were forgetting this. Yes. So if you guys don't remember, Pentagon tonight is in four matches against all three members of the Black Lotus Triad and then the Black Lotus herself. Of course, this will be the second match the Black Lotus has ever had in the company. First match of the night is Pentagon versus Doku, a.k.a. Kyrie Sane. She got a lot more offense in than I remember her doing. Yeah, me too. Yeah, same. And uh, I forgot she hit the elbow drop, dude. Twice. She did it twice. And her elbow drop is still great. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I guess it, it was always great. I guess I guess we're going back in time. I was going to say, yeah, we, we're going back nearly six years. Yeah. I love the way she does it. Yeah. It's flawless, man. Um, was Pentagon laying in the chops here? Because I know he laid him in on uh, Io Shirai later. He got yeah he I think he did uh, he gave her like at least two stiff ones and you know uh, the girls they're they're all from start besides Savannah uh, Black Lotus herself yeah. I guess the tribe is this is also another stupid thing is the tribe named after her <laughs> is it her tribe yeah that is weird but uh, these are all three girls are from uh, Stardom so and I and I'm not the uh, most hardcore fan I'm just a casual viewer I'm I'm actually in fact two months behind i've actually just gotten to march because i was behind i've been talking to james on the side i've gotten recommendations for matches i can't miss uh so i do know some of these girls uh, uh actually i know all of them uh, mm-hmm. but uh it, it is cool seeing them in, in in lucha underground and they are tough girls especially mayu They're, they all are there they can take a beating but it still was uncomfortable yeah absolutely absolutely and speaking of you mentioned Kyrie hitting that second elbow drop and she did, but she got caught. Pentagon catches the elbow, and he breaks her arm with glee. The referee calls the match. She does a stretcher job. And then we cut to a vignette of Jeremiah Crane and Katrina. And basically, it's implied that Jeremiah Crane still has a thing for Katrina because they have some sort of history. It's actually probably one of the better segments on this show, and it's actually very important. Mm-hmm. A very absolutely. important story element. Yes, yes, absolutely. Because as you may may or may not remember, Katrina and Ivelisse are still going to have a match at, at Ultima Lucha Trace later on this season. Can't wait. I cannot wait. I look forward to it. I've never seen it before. Uh, did you skip it or did you stop watching Lucha? Uh, I didn't like completely stop watching Lucha Underground, but I had actually, because uh, this was before YouTube TV was really a thing. Hmm. At that point, I didn't have El Rey Network, so I didn't really have access to it. 
Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, I had I had to buy it uh, a couple of seasons. I forget how I watched season one, uh, but season two and three I had uh, on Amazon Speaking Prime. Speaking of, yeah. Um, so Lucha Underground used to be on Tubi, which of course is free with ads. And then before our last recording, which by the way uh, I forgot to mention earlier, it is Wednesday, April twentieth, uh, four twenty. Blaze it. Ha ha ha. Anyway. Before our last recording, episodes uh, 11 and 12, it was taken off Tubi, so I actually had to buy it on Apple TV. So, Yikes. Yeah, had to pay like $28 <clears throat> for basically three quarters of a season. Ouch. Well, yeah. yeah. If it were, um, yeah, just ouch. I'll just say that. But this is a passion project, so I'm not counting the cost. It definitely is. <laughs> yeah. Next up, Pinta versus Uray, a.k.a. Mayu Iwatani. What'd you think here, man? Uh, before we get into what I think about her, I don't know if you noticed this, but Pentagon kept saying a prayer in the corner of the turnbuckle. I did not notice that. Gr- good detail. And there's a green light that's shining on him Ooh. each time. Now, this, not to get anybody's hopes up, this doesn't go anywhere. Oh. But it's cool because he's saying a prayer. Now, who is he praying to? This is something that could have... I think Pentagon knew his character. He knows what works. I think he might be a, like uh, a genius as far as wrestling goes. I think he he's probably never going to get the recognition he deserves, right? Because I, I, his character work, like they're doing everything they can to like just not do him well. Yeah, he's still over for a reason. His mannerisms, the way he carries himself, his his move set, and. They could have gone into this into a different direction because he's not praying to Vampiro. Does he have a new master? He, he doesn't. He doesn't have a new master. But it's it's a really cool I, – I, I was watching it, and I was like, I don't remember this green light. What the hell? Because the green light in Lucha Underground is very uh, jarring because it's usually under like a red filter. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's it would that was a really cool thing I noticed. I, I just it's I'm like, damn, I wish they had kind of like added to this or explained this or made it a part of something later. Uh, because, you know, maybe he's just out of character, you know, praying each between each match. But, yeah, uh, you know, they could have done something because they, they love the horror core kind of stuff in Lucha Underground. They could have gone places with this, but they, they didn't. They didn't touch on it. It's kind of like how uh, when Kenny and the Bucks. And all of them were in, in New Japan, and they would use uh, being the elite, and they would do stuff in the ring they didn't necessarily have approval for that would create storylines later they could go back to. Yeah. Sometimes New Japan would jump on it, sometimes they wouldn't. They had to create a free way leeway to do that. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, we never get Pentagon to really do much. I think on his own there, unfortunately. Uh, yeah, we will. Uh, we will continue to explore pentagon not only in this episode but in this entire series run as well uh but all that said i wrote down one sentence for the penta versus Ure match and i don't want to be a dick but i basically just wrote down more of the same more of the same uh it probably it i got more out of it because i've i've become a stardom fan in like the last year or two i want to say uh, everything's a blur with covid um yeah. it really is but uh mayu is a white meat baby face in stardom i've never seen her seen her be anything else yes she's kind of the um she's kind of like the dragon azteca yeah 
of stardom. She's, she, she'll have big matches with big names, but she's never the main star. And in stardom, they have to each have their own faction. She's like the head of the white meat baby face <laughs> newbie faction. Uh, but this was her being a heel. And, and this was another thing I took away from it is that she was great as a heel. I was like, wow, she is taking to this naturally. It, it took me aback. And I was like, wow, this is kind of cool. She's really, you know, experimenting and, and she's really working it as, as a, as a bad guy. But, um, let me ask you this though. Who is the heel? Who are we supposed I, to cheer for? Uh, that's an excellent question. I have no idea. Because yes, the Pentagon is facing a woman, but he's facing four. He's facing four. He broke their arms. Oh, I, I got to be careful. I want to kind of uh, format that this in, in, a, in a linear fashion. I don't want to jump back and forth. Yeah. But the beginning of the episode, we see what how it started. Pentagon needlessly, and I want to emphasize this, needlessly for no reason ran into their into uh, Black Lotuses and Dragon Aztecas. Uh, juniors match at that one lucha. Uh, what was it? Ultimate lucha. Dose. Yeah, ultimate lucha, lucha dose. He ran into their match and interrupted it. Uh, I don't. It, it doesn't make any reason why, because his match was next, or he was the main event. Like they they, they kind of reasoned it like he was tired of waiting. He wanted. To, he doesn't care about anybody else. He wanted to just have his match right away. But like if you're looking behind the scenes, were they scared of giving a finish away for Dragon Azteca and, and Black Lotus? I mean, they could have <laughs> easily just had Black uh, Black Lotus take the pin. It wouldn't have... Who cares? She's had. She's yeah. going to have two matches. That's it. Exactly. Uh, so Pentagon really brought this on himself. You know, he broke both their arms. So they're getting revenge on him. So are they yeah. the good guys? But, you know... Uh, he it's kind of hard for me to cheer for him because one you're right he is beating up four women um uh-huh. and this is my point i've gone to on other matches where like they fight when when the guy isn't being a doofus and swinging and missing at the woman this is what happens when he actually hits her <laughs> yes it's not easy to watch it's not and there's a reason they don't do entire they hadn't done entire episodes of this up to this point you could have, I think, it, uh, and this isn't a knock on Penta. This is a knock on whoever came up with this match and, yeah. and, and, and greenlit it. But, like, if, if Sexy Star and Johnny Mundo had an all-night-long match, like he, like uh, Johnny had with yeah. Puma, it probably would be easier yeah, to watch. Yeah. Yeah, you're you're right. This was just, it was hard to watch. Who's the good guy? Who's the bad guy? And it's kind of hard for me to root for a guy that he's kind of being a bad guy. Like it wasn't like stone cold walking in and, you know, beating up everyone and clearing the ring when it's just a bunch of jabronis. But even yeah. then I, I didn't honestly, I never really liked that either. It's like, you're kind of being a dick. It, it's hard for me to root for him. And I don't care. And I, I like them cause I, I watched stardom now, but back then I didn't know who these women were. Was I going to root for them against Pentagon? Fuck no. Yeah, exactly. I like, it's like, I've just met these people. Uh, Pentagon <clears> wins. Uh, after he breaks the arm of Uray and the referee calls for the bell. After this, we cut to Matanza in his cage and he's smashing up his wall and Dario is trying to get him to do it to take a title match and Matanza's like, no, I don't I don't want a title match. I want Mysterio is, is essentially what he said in less words. <laughs> but he also had a um, if I'm not mistaken, didn't he have a question mark written in blood on his wall? Yeah, his knuckles were all bloody. They're implying that he's been punching the walls to leave a blood stain 
in the yeah. form of a question mark. So he's a pretty articulate guy. He is. Yes, absolutely. He's uh he's something all right. Next up, our third match of the night: Pentagon Dark versus Hito Kurei, aka Io Shirai. And my first sentence I wrote down: This was uncomfortable, and no wonder people quit watching after this. She gave it to him, though. It, it, yeah. Uh, she she because he's worn out by this point, and she she yeah. really she did a dive off the top like a uh, an helico dive. Yeah, it was, it was a really it was a sick spot. Yeah. It, there's cool spots in this, but it's, you know, like, there's no winner like, to this. This is when I noticed, he, like, he was laying those chops in, my man. Yeah, that's the thing, and, and that's my point. Is like, these girls are tough. I, I do not want to take away from them and imply that they couldn't take it. But it's, yeah. Pentagon chops are, they're rough, man. Like, as a grown, have, have you ever been chopped before? No, uh, no, and I don't want to. I was at a party, uh, it's with the same people. I, I also got into like a small scuffle and put someone in the ankle lock. <laughs> oh my gosh. My friend put the other guy in a guillotine choke and I put the other guy in a Kurt angle, like a Kurt angle ankle lock. They were so drunk. It wasn't, it wasn't a fight. It was just, did you grapevine him? No, it was before, uh, I didn't need to <laughs> really, okay. they, they were so drunk and they were like, I'm a short guy. They were short too. And they were just hammered, I guess. Uh, and they were like, yeah. Oh, I want to wrestle. But, uh, one time another guy was like, Hey, you want to get chopped? I was like, sure. He Bubba Ray Dudley. He, this guy, this kid was my, my, he wasn't bigger than me. He was about my size. No bigger. Yeah. Didn't really hit the gym anymore. And I did. He overhand Bubba Ray Dudley chopped me in my chest. All the air left my lungs yeah. and it, it just stung so bad. I laid on the floor for like a couple minutes. I was like, I was gasping for air. It sucks. So this was kind of hard to watch just because of living experience. Yeah, exactly. By the way, Hito actually wins the match with a destroyer. And up next, I guess our main event of the evening, Black Lotus versus Pentagon. The Black Lotus comes out with Doku and Yurei, who are both holding their arms, by the way. Of course, mm -hmm. freshly broken. Crowd is chanting, break his arm. And she did. Yeah, she broke his arm. He, he's getting his commitments. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll give the story credit. He deserves this. This is how yes. it should have ended. Yeah. Because um, in the end, at the end of the day, Pentagon unfortunately is that is that wrestler that fails because of himself. Yes. He's like an Eddie Kingston, or like Eddie Kingston's being pushed right now. But like, he's like an earlier Eddie Kingston where he could be a top guy, but because he's an idiot and he makes bad choices, <laughs> mm -hmm. gets it, it comes to back to bite him in his ass. Yes, absolutely. But that's not it. That's not it. Because after this, El Dragon Azteca Jr. shows up in the quartet of the Black Lotus Triad plus the Black Lotus. Let's call it the Black Lotus Quartet. That's stupid. Um, Barbershop Quartet. <laughs> See, now I'm just because, of course, Pentagon's music is the uh, butterfly thing so imagining a barbershop quartet singing butterfly by crazy town i will google that after this uh, so we need to make that happen anyway azteca shows up the quartet leave the ring and azteca breaks the other arm so two broken arms for a one pentagon dark now did you notice that some people and i distinctively re remember this some a small subsection of the crowd were actually booing him when he did it azteca yeah, they were because because he, he's the OK, let me ask you this. <laughs> Where the story just falls apart 
it's wrestling. You can't take it seriously. But if you're going to tell a serious story about revenge and murder, <laughs> what's more, what would what would be more important to you, the person that killed your master or the guy that broke your arm? <laughs> He's in the ring with the person that murdered his master. I, I could have sworn that was a big deal a season ago. Yeah, I mean, they had a whole match of it. And who, how does this get Dragon Azteca over breaking the arm of a crippled man? I mean, no, not really. Does it get Pentagon over? Nobody got over from this. Does, so does Savannah even have another match? <laughs> I don't think she does. I think this is the last we see of Savannah. This whole faction, which like, could have been cool. This did not happen. This whole, like, we could have 86 the entire Black Lotus triad from even existing, which, yes, that would have deprived us of Mayu and Io and Kyrie, at least in this fashion. But <laughs> uh, they wouldn't have scared off a good portion of their audience. They wouldn't um, have more damage to the Pentagon character who. Still basically the dark ace of the company. He is. Like, in, in, like, what do you this, repackage this episode, him again? Yeah, I mean, what else can you do? What else can you do? Um, sorry, sorry. Uh, Prince Puma wakes up in a coffin, and he's being revived by Vampiro. And what does Vampiro say? Uh, I'm assuming something about darkness. He just says, come with me. Oh, okay. Yeah, this... I, I missed the whole bullet point where I, I said the worst part of this whole thing was Vampira talking about his tattoo because it's just it reminds me of darkness in the darkest time of my life. It's the dark that calls me because it's the peak blackness of darkness. It's like shut, shut up, bro. It's, it's just awful. It's awful dialogue. Yeah. There's one point where he's actually and this may have actually turned a lot of people off too. He starts getting off on the violence. Like his yeah. character actually is like, yeah, I'm into this. And Matt's like, stay on your complete side of the table. <laughs> and it's just like, yeah. there's a small subsection of juggalos. And I'm, I mean, this is a subsection of juggalos, not all that probably are into that. I mean, if you're a sadomasochist, that's, you know, that's your deal. But don't bring it into my wrestling. Exactly. Yeah, keep that out of my salad. I mean, you can you can be a Minoru Suzuki, but he's not like getting off on like, hurting women <laughs> you know exactly. and talking about it it's this was like a fevered wet dream for for a vampire this was awful yeah yeah uh yeah this episode did way more harm than any good you could argue this episode you know not only this episode of course but also of course the contract situation was a major part but this was a minor part in the downfall of this company it, it it just this is a probably the best example of some of their worst decision making yes because they've had some great decision making we've praised them a lot of their good uh choices with like mill and puma and johnny mundo yeah but they also every it's 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 weird because i have trouble like rating certain things like movies and games because sometimes I'll play something and I'll like it, but they'll take or I'll watch something and they'll take four good steps, but then five steps back. Do I, do I, does that mean I don't like it or does it mean, you know, 
that I liked it, but it's flaws. Lucha Underground has some times where they take multiple steps back and they just keep going in that direction. You're like, turn around, turn around. Yeah, every now and then I fall apart. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So we're going to grade this episode before we get out of here. And I'm going to let you start, Greg. I mean, we've kind of railed on it already, so we can just kind of give the grades out now. I want to give it an F. Yeah. But it would be a disservice to uh, Mayu, Kairi Sane, and EO. Yeah. Um, and the Pentagon, because they, they, they worked with what they had, what they were given. Yeah. Uh, but I'm going to give it a D- minus because it does fail to do anything worthwhile. It's, it's a steps back doing cool things. Yeah. Um, I'm also going to give this a D minus, but I'm going to give this the D minus that you get from your high school teacher who just wants to pass you to get them out of their hair. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to give you a nine and a half and I'm going to round it up to a 60. You know, that's a good point. Like we're giving them a D minus because they have, they know the steps. They just did it all wrong. Everything's there to do it right. And you're just like, look, start over and you'll yeah. do better next time exactly exactly so folks that is i think inarguably the worst episode of lucha underground and we thank you for listening we really do we appreciate it um but also we feel kind of like kind of obligated for listens because we're watching episodes like this <laughs> quite frankly but that being said, all, all jokes aside, once again, thank you for listening. I've done all the plugs already. And just know that uh, if you let Vampire, if you let Vampiro just run wild with creative control, you may suffer grave consequences.